These guys were a couple of wizards, huh? They scabbed my hairs, okay? I look hideous. Come on, man. And you gave them permission to hurt me like this. But I couldn't have anybody see my face, Steven. Come on. Tonight, I felt something deep inside me. I never felt before. Do you remember that one time when everyone was shouting my name and I used my strength to rip my blouse? Yeah, and I saw them knock you unconscious, all right? Welcome to Misfit Apparitions, the podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Don. And I'm Ernest. And we are your hosts once again for a journey to an historic location known in paranormal circles as being haunted. We can be reached at misfitapparitions.com and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our YouTube channel with the handle at Misfit Apparitions. The podcast can be found on all major podcast outlets. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving us a review, a like, or a thumbs up and let others know about us. It's all about the analytics, which helps the podcast get noticed. We would really appreciate that. As always, if you have any comments, concerns, or questions, please drop us an email at mopod at misfitapparitions.com or ask us directly on social media. We would really like to hear from you. So, here we are in 2023. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. So, um, we had a couple weeks off um, from our jobs. Uh, what did you get to do besides go to Goliad when we went? Oh, yeah. I mean, we went to Goliad. That was great. And, uh, you know, I I think like the first week after we came back, I just, that was just a, I just needed a rest, you know, mm-hmm. just rest, um, you know, right before Christmas. Um but it was great, you know, Christmas Day, I got to spend time with my family, and um, that was great, but you know, I didn't really do much, but, you know, just spending time with family, that's the, the, that's the best thing for me, so, what about you? Um, same thing, I had family here, and uh, my daughter was here, and her boyfriend, and like, but like you, just needed to rest, it was... Um, it was a trying year, I think, school year for us. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it. I just just needed to recharge the battery. I mean, that's what I did. So, what did you do New Year's Eve? Did you do anything? Like, did you go out? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, I went to my daughter's uh, friend's house, and uh, they had a huge folding table of just fireworks I mean I've never seen anything like that uh, I've never been a firework person like to go and spend that money mm-hmm. to, to pop fireworks you know you know the sparkles maybe yeah I said but I, 
it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, when you hear them go off, you know, you hear that in the distance, but when you're right next to them, I'm talking about the big, big fireworks. It's loud. I mean, eardrums are like ringing. Probably scares you more yeah, than but, a ghost. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was fun. It was fun and, and to ring in the new year with my kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's always, you know, the best for me. I think on New Year's Eve, my daughter got home with her boyfriend here with about five minutes to spare. It was oh, wow. pretty crazy. And um, yeah, um, a tradition usually involves tossing water over your shoulder to say goodbye to the old year. And Awesome. And I forget what we did to ring in the new year, but I just really wasn't in the mood to celebrate as a working on, on misfit things. And I was... You get into a groove and it, it it's like okay I'm in a I'm in a zone right. and I didn't want to break away from that I know it was New Year's Eve I, I really hated 2022 so what I did is like okay I participated for about a minute I just went out through the water threw my finger the middle finger up and said F- you <laughs> 2022 <laughs> that had to be beeped out you pretty much know what I said there but um, yeah I just and I just went back to work. Right. No. Oh, but I want to say before we get into this new uh, podcast is Happy New Year to you, Don. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Happy so New Year to you. hopefully that uh, Misfit Apparitions is going to have a good 2023. I believe they will. Uh, we ended strong with Iowa and Goliad, so yeah. let's keep it going. And don't forget Malvern. Mal- oh, yeah, Malvern. Sorry. Yeah, I know it's not oh, one man. we talk about a lot, but we will. It's coming. <laughs> so one more thing I want to talk to you about is your team, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. They made it to the playoffs. Yes, they did. Hey, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, the last game wasn't pretty. It was really ugly, but, uh, you know, I wasn't too happy when they seated us to play on Monday night. <laughs> but, yeah, it kind of stinks. You know, we're I, off I wanted, Monday. Yeah, we're off Monday, but Monday night we got to go back to work Tuesday. So. Oh. You know, I was hoping for a weekend game, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I just hope for the best. All right, so let's get into this. This is um, this is going to be interesting. All right, so on this episode, we visit Saratoga, Texas, specifically Bragg Road, or commonly referred to as Ghost Road, because of the phenomenon known as the Saratoga Lights. Before we talk about Ghost Road, we need to go back in time, before there even was a road. Located in southeast Texas, this area is known as the Big Thicket and is the most dense forest region of the state. In turn, the Big Thicket is part of the larger U.S. ecological region, the Piney Woods. The topography within the Big Thicket, specifically its southern track, where the supposed Saratoga lights are seen, is defined as the Big Thicket Basin and generally characterized as a shallow bowl. This area is known for being flat and conducive to wetlands thanks to poor drainage. As quickly as the Texas oil boom began in early January 1901 with the Spindletop Gusher in southern Beaumont, Texas, so did the need for the transportation of supplies by rail. Seeing a need to extend a railroad line to the new oil town of Saratoga, Santa Fe Railroad laid eight miles of track, 
stretching north from Bragg Station, south to Saratoga. The branch line transformed Saratoga into an oil and lumber industry, the latter of which continues contributing to its local economy. At Bragg, a hotel and post office were built to accommodate the growing population of oil men to the area. In 1934, the mode for transporting supplies changed and the branch line between Bragg and Saratoga was abandoned and dismantled. The town of Bragg eventually became a ghost town. Despite a couple of decades of population decline in the mid-20th century, Saratoga has maintained a populace of 1,000 residents or more since 1925. The deserted land used for the branch line became a frequently used narrow two-lane dirt road called Bragg Road. Today it is known as Ghost Road Scenic Drive, which is a beautiful, slow, daylight drive under the canopy of tall, pinewood trees. But at night, the only light shining under that canopy is either coming from your automobile's headlights or streaks of moonlight breaking through the tree branches. But what about these other lights purported to be seen throughout the years. The lights are generally described as pumpkin-sized orbs or light or lights in colors of white, yellow, light blue, or red. The light or lights can never be approached close enough to get a better look and eventually shoot up into the sky or drift away. There are several legends and a few theories as to what is causing them. The most talked about legend is that of a train conductor wanting to stay on schedule, speeding through the branch line only to derail the train and himself become decapitated. The light is said to be coming from the headless conductor's lantern as he walks back and forth along Bragg Road searching for his head. Coincidentally, this legend is also spoken about to explain ghost lights in Michigan and North Carolina. Another legend is that a newlywed couple spending their honeymoon at a nearby hotel. The bride leaves for a walk and never returns. The light is said to be coming from the groom who spends the rest of his life walking up and down Bragg Road searching for his wife. Still another legend is the story of the Mexican cemetery where a hired crew of Mexicans working on the railroad track during the cons its construction were killed by the foreman instead of being paid and quickly buried within the dense woods. The light is said to be their souls clouded by light as they haunt the area that cost them their lives. And finally, this legend is tall tale about a lost hunter carrying a spectral fire pan, thus causing the light. The hunter is frantically searching for a way out of the thicket. Some of the theories as to what these lights are ranged from automobiles. Although some claim that the lights existed before automobiles with brighter headlights were on the roads. Another theory is the lights are the results of Will-O-The-Wisp, a documented natural occurrence caused by the disintegration of phosphorus and methane, which we met with oxygen, can bust into a heatless blue flame. Before we enter into, 
Before we enter into our discussion about the team's trip to Bragg Road, we went. Before we enter. Before we enter into our discussion about the team's trip to Bragg Road, we want to mention why we went there. A friend of the team suggested we investigate it after she witnessed the lights while driving her vehicle on Bragg Road during the night. We arrived about an hour before sunset, so it also served as an opportunity for a team photo shoot. Very interesting. You talk about the, the road? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's very, I mean, yeah, it, I didn't, ex it, it's, a, you know, when you, when you talk about an eight mile road, a lot of people might think, oh, that's easy. But when we were there, it's a long stretch. It's long, it's flat, and straight. Yeah. Um, we got there well before sunset, and we had a great opportunity to take pictures around that time of day, which is just beautiful. And canopies, you know, we're underneath the canopy of trees, and I think we had some really good shots. But, um, yeah, it, we, we drove about four miles in, the halfway point. Right, yeah, we drove in halfway point, and then that's when we um, got out of the vehicles and we started to set up a little area where we came up with a plan. And, and the plan was to have two drivers on either end of the street, paved road, mm -hmm. and for us to film that. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a good idea that we did that. Yeah, we... Um we parked on the side of the road because it's it's a tight two-lane road it's um it's tighter than going through a neighborhood if you've been to like my neighborhood um it's kind of tight uh, two cars can barely go but yeah it, it was tight and it's dirt it, it took a long time to get there to get four miles in you don't you think that's nothing but you you're driving through a dirt road, so you're, you're probably driving 10, 15 miles an hour. Yeah, I was about to say, we were about 8, 10, 12 miles an hour. Uh, and, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me when we were going through Martha's Cemetery where all that dirt, and, mm -hmm. you know, dust in the air. And, and it was kind of going through my, my <laughs> mind, even though you were driving. Yeah. You were driving, and I don't know who was behind you. It was Crystal uh, it was, and Mike. Uh, or? Sergio. For Sergio. And yeah. then Mike was behind him. He's always a third one. <laughs> Poor Mike. I didn't even ask him if he had collected dust again on this time, but um, I think we, we drove okay. And so we had three vehicles in. We, we parked on the side. Of course, there was still cars coming and going. Not so much, maybe once every half hour, every hour. That yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. I was surprised that it wasn't that, you know, that busy, that much traffic going through there for the curious-minded people. Yeah. And it was a... Uh, not a hot day it was September, early September, but it was just humid. It was very humid. This time, of, well, in September, it's still very warm in this part of the country. And yeah, I do appreciate that uh, Crystal had. Oh my goodness, that's right. Mosquitoes Can we talk off. about oh my God. the spray that I bought? <laughs> okay, so we, I bought, I found some mosquito spray. I don't know who mentioned it. I think you probably mentioned about yeah, mosquito spray. Yeah, exactly. We're probably going to need something. So, okay, yeah. And it, I don't know how long it had been since it rained, but I didn't know what this place was like. And thank goodness that we did because there's, there's wetlands around there. So, right. You know, and so I bring, I find some, I don't know, cutter or something in my garage. So I bring it over there. And 
I think Mike tried to use it, and it just there was nothing. I mean, it wasn't didn't feel like it was empty, but it had not been used in years. Right. So it was hilarious. It was hilarious because by the we were using it, we we're trying to use it. Nothing was happening at the same time. We we're getting bitten like crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was like you know, you hear it around your ears and getting you know bitten and, on the neck and the face and. It was crazy. And yeah. Crystal, her motherly instinct. Yeah. She carries this stuff. I mean, women that have kids. Thank you, Crystal. Yes, thank you. They they know exactly what they need and what people need in the time of need. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, if it wasn't, it, if she didn't have it, I think I would have been done. I completely Because I, I, I was, thing. dude, it was just, it was crazy. I've never been around mosquitoes like that. You know, maybe one or two, you know, when you're outside, but there's like 10, 15 just around me. And I know we're getting sidetracked here, but the one more thing that Mike had taught us this trick. Oh, yeah. With Talk the flashlight. That. So he was uh, telling us that if you put the flashlight right beside to your eye, left or right eye, right there, and you just look in the grass or in this case the marshland or whatever, you will see spider eyes. And oh my goodness, there was hundreds of them. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my that gosh. Was, dude, I wouldn't even sit down. No. You have spiders going everywhere mm. on your body. It was crazy. That was that was really interesting. I, I really enjoyed learning something I never knew. And um, so you now know, I will I, always do that. <laughs> leave it up to Mike to know those kind of things. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mike always has something. He always had brings something out that you would never... It's one yeah. of those things that make you go, hmm, type of things. It's like, did you research this? Did you look this up? I mean, he was just like, oh, you got to do this and do this and do that. And you can see all that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was it was, it was, was wild. So it's getting dark. Right. So at this time, Sergio takes off south the way that we came in. Mike takes off north to an area that we didn't go through. So it takes them a while to get there, 15 minutes maybe. So they radio in, well, by cell phone, let us know that they are there. So we decided to wait until they were ready. And in the meantime, cars are still coming through. So and we we watch them as far as we can. And and you really, you lose sight of them. You know what's crazy is that when they left, it wasn't pitch dark. No. It was, you could still see. But by the time they got to either end, other ends of the, the street, it was already dark. Yeah. That's why it, it took a while for them to get to that, you know, that point. And um, so it was dark. And I don't know if there was moon, but I just remember it was just pitch black out there. Yeah. There was no light, nothing out there. And um, that was pretty um, interesting because you had mentioned before it got dark, you and Crystal had seen something maybe 20 or 30 yards behind us. Right, yeah. It was, I was filming or doing something on my phone, you know, training around, and I just turned at the, at the right time, the same direction that Crystal was facing. And I saw it, but it was at the same time she turned to me and she goes, did you see that? I was like, oh yeah. It was just this dark shadow that just raced across the, the pavement there, the, the street. It was just so fast, but it was a black shadow. That I, don't, I don't know what it was. I mean, I, I, you, 
you can't say or I can't say that it was an animal because I didn't hear any brush mm-hmm. move or I didn't hear the gravel because it's, it's all gravel. I didn't hear the gravel move. I didn't hear any brush move. So, but unfortunately, it I didn't capture it on the camera. Yeah, but it was just from our our vision that we saw, and we both looked at each other like, "Did you see that?" I was like, "Yeah, I saw that." When uh, I kept thinking about that when I was researching this, uh, taking notes and things for this podcast about this road and, and this whole entire area, um, the big thicket there's certain parts of the area of the big thicket that are different, like have ecological zones within the big thicket. Okay. So I don't recall, but there are areas of the big thicket there alligators are. Oh, wow. So, and I remember seeing you know, some areas of, of water. Yes. It was, it, it, this marshland basically. So when you, when I was reading this and I started thinking, wow, what if, what if it was an alligator across the road or something like that? And to me, after reading that and remembering how dark it was and we were out there, yeah. dang, that would have been crazy if there was an alligator out there. Yeah, but you know what? I had keys. So I would have been the first one in my Jeep. <laughs> I would have gotten on top. I don't think alligators can climb on vehicles. I might be wrong. but So... We did the experiment of both cars going in opposite directions. And then we, uh, we told them, you told Mike, because you were on the phone with Mike, and Crystal was on the phone with Sergio to start driving towards us. Mm-hmm. So we could see, you know, we're just trying to see if we could see the light and stuff. And right. What do you, I mean, we, we saw just like one big, white light or but it took a while right i mean we're four miles in so i don't know if it's even possible to see a headlight from four miles away but as they were getting closer it did appear as a single light yes yeah, right. both of them yeah um it wasn't until they were probably less than a mile in that it the lights started the distance started separating between the lights and right you know, so it it looked normal like a car yeah as they approached closer that's yeah so it, I mean it was a good experiment and and there was something that Sergio had mentioned when he went back right he yeah. was on the south side the, the side that we came in and he had talked about the way the main road veers off from the road that we were on right. it's a little bit of an incline exactly yeah so that would um, support the the theory that the lights that people see if they're traveling north on Bragg Road and maybe not that far just started and they see lights behind them which in our case our friend had told us about right the light will because that road veers off to the left what you will see in your rearview mirror if you're seeing this light behind you it will veer off to the left and disappear it seems, and it seems higher right because that paved road is higher right so um don't know if that is what people are seeing that's what we experienced i'm not saying that we debunked it because 
there's I've read uh, things while researching that claim that one person was so close to it it just passed their car a light. So yeah, um, in our journey in our time, we noticed that okay. It's not that the light plays tricks on you. It's just a distance thing. Exactly. So, um, and because maybe you're on that road and because it's so straight and so flat, it maybe makes you, uh, it does something with your faculties or something like that. You don't know you're on that road for that long. You see this light behind you. It's a single light, yeah. which means that the vehicle is way far behind you. And then in, in you're, and then it veers off to one side. You think I saw light. I saw light. It's gone. It just I saw it just disappear. Right. Yeah. So. But. It was the other thing is uh, we tried to locate a cemetery that Sergio had looked up. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. I don't remember, but I don't know if he had said that the cemetery that was nearby that we didn't find were individuals that died around that area oh right i think he was talking about that area yeah uh, like a cemetery for the people that worked on them right in the area yeah we never found that yeah we i mean we went by there and it was just houses so maybe at some point maybe they moved it i don't know maybe we did see one gravestone in front of the trailer <laughs> that's right I forgot <laughs> so that. we got kind of wrapped in a in a makeshift trailer park kind yeah. of housing thing with community of about eight or nine houses and you know it was crazy and only cut you off it was crazy when we were looking for the cemetery that area was like it was like a beginning of a dense fog mm. but when we were on bright you know that area investigating the fog wasn't there and just when we got off there and went on the pavement road to go look for the cemetery when i was like I'm gonna get lost back here because I don't know where we were going. Would you ever want to go back? Yes, I think I it to go back. I want to go back when it's late. I agree. Later than when we were there. Late, like early, early yeah, morning, like, like one or two in the morning, witching hour, kind of. Kind of, yeah, just yeah. like that. Just to, and I would not plan on doing the same experiment. Right. But maybe going out there, getting out of the car, of course, with lots of mosquito spray, but not hanging out for very long, just to yeah. see what's out there and listen to what's out there. Right. I mean, yeah, we, we could... Uh, Definitely sit on top of the car. Or we can actually, like, just walk it. It's a long eight miles, but, <laughs> you know... Oh, like it's like, like we walk. Well, like, you, like we did, you, we can go the halfway mark. Can we jog? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know... Meet in the middle again, and then... Oh, are you kidding me? And then have the group break up and just walk the other four on either direction. See if you capture anything. How fast do you think a human can walk? You think four miles an hour is reasonable? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if we... How would we do that? And we'd have to leave a car parked there because right. I wouldn't want to walk work. out. Leave a car parked yeah, there, yeah, and yeah. we just like, okay, I'm dropping you off at the north end, and we're going to go to the south end park, and then radio in. It's like, ready, walk. Right. We'll see you in an hour in the middle. I mean, yeah, that might be kind of cool. I mean, yeah. We, 
I mean, if you're there close to the witching hour and you're walking through, see, you know, of course, you know, we might be a little frightened if we see snakes or alligator, but, you know. I'm bringing a knife and I'm bringing a bat. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee, bro. Shoot. <laughs> I would not like to see that happen. Mm-mm. Can you outrun an alligator? Mm. Uh, or a crocodile? I can high step. <laughs> You just have to run faster than the person you're next to, right? Right. If I leave you behind, Don, I'm sorry. Oh, I know. You, you spent your summer like like running every day. It was amazing, even in the heat. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think that wraps it up for that, unless there's anything else we want to add to this. Um, it was a interesting trip. Um, and, it, was, it was a good trip. I mean, we, we went there and... We took pictures. Uh, we did a a group picture there. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. with the sign behind us. The ghost. What did it say? The ghost. Street ghost scenic. Scenic route or something like that. It's called the Ghost Road Scenic Drive. So that was cool that we got to take a group picture in front of that sign. That was our first picture of everybody yeah. you know new and everything. That was good. Yeah. And um, so it was a good beginning to you know for us to expand our team you know with crystal and sergio Mm -hmm. um so that was a that was a good idea that we had to do that totally all right um i don't want to talk about what's up next because we are still going through velisca video and these cameras that we call our angels that are surveillance cameras because they watch over us ha ha Um, they record audio as well so over 100 hours of video, and Ernest has been at it since we got back, and it's it's time-consuming because you, if it was just visual, that's one thing, but because it's audio and visual, right. you got to really pay attention, and you don't know how long it takes to just sit there and watch and record things, and when you have other things going on, when you have a kid, when you have work, when you have commitments to other things that you got to do it's not like this is our full-time gig and we do apologize for not having something out by now but we think that you will enjoy what we have found so far right yeah i mean going over the angels is like i could spend an hour watching and time stamping and documenting but with that one hour can really be almost three hours of my time mm-hmm. because I gotta, you know, stop, go back, see what if I heard something or saw something, and it's just repetitive. And but it's harder the, for you because you're you're reviewing the cameras that were in the attic, right? Yes. And there was two cameras in the attic, so it's actually double for you because when you find something, you want to make sure you you time code, you timestamp, and you make and you go to the other camera and right. go to that and make sh- and just see did that camera capture that as well right and most of the time it has right right it, it yeah it's on target so, so it's just it's just hard work yeah. <laughs> it's time consuming but you know i like it um capturing stuff and that that's that's what keeps me going it's, well can we just reveal one thing that's been kind of consistent since <laughs> we've been it? to places um how these places not only know your first name, but know your last name. And how they know your last name when nobody around us says your last name, yeah. it's beyond me. Yeah, there's... Uh, Again, a sneak peek. 
Yeah, as a little sneak peek, just uh, doing a, a spirit box session um, in the upstairs and um, heard my full name. And that, that was mind-blowing because we don't, as our team investigates, we don't go walking around saying our whole, you know, first, middle name, and last name. But this actually I caught my first and last name. So I was kind of blown away. It didn't, you know, it didn't start on me, but it, it, that's an intelligent response. Well, I, for one, I'm glad you're on the team because you attract <laughs> these things. And, and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm looking forward to, to reviewing it as well. And looking over these other cameras, I'm, I'm think I'm looking at the camera on downstairs. Mm. So, yeah, and it's just, you don't know, you might pick up a shadow. It's, it's just total viewing it's like you have to you really want to do it right you right. got to pay attention yeah you're looking at the screen looking at anything that moves uh, you're also at the same time listening um, and right and then you time code that and you kind of re try to remember who was in the house at the time right and looking at the other cameras helps because yeah you know that so it is like okay you want to make sure what you're finding is is legit not like another person. That that's where we're gonna come. Uh, it's gonna create more time because if you hear something, like instance, when I'm listening in the attic, if I hear something downstairs, and knowing if if nobody's there, I might go look at that video real quick mm -hmm. at the same time. So that's why I said one hour can be three hours of watching and just documenting. It's, I mean, it's fun. I like it. And uh, like Don said, we are working our hardest to get this investigation out to you, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah, we've got other things stirring in the pot as well that we don't want to talk about right now, but we hope that they'll be exciting uh, coming soon. I don't want to say anything else, but um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so with that, I guess we will bid our listeners a good evening and um, see you next time. Huh? Yeah, y'all take care. <laughs>